Hey, check this out real quick. You don't have a soul. You are a soul. What you actually have is a body. Hey, beautiful people, and thank you so much for joining another episode of This Is How You Heal podcast. My name is Yada, and I'll be your host. You may know me off of Instagram and TikTok. My handle is at Healing with Yada. I am a clinical mental health counselor, a life coach, a poet, an artist, and all over creative soul here to invite you into a transformative space where healing, personal development, and growth are all laid into the foundation. First and foremost, I need to say if you are still listening, I very much am in love with you because my inconsistency with this podcast has been real. I didn't even think I had it in me to create a podcast, let alone get thousands of people to listen, like, and then be inconsistent with it. Like, what am I doing with my life? But I would be honest, I am human and I am trying to figure this out like everybody else. So instead of beating myself up, about not posting as much as I should and being consistent with the podcast as much as I would like to be. Instead, I figured out a way. I decided to hire people to edit and do audio and things like that. So all I need to do is record and marketing and, you know, do my healing work and do the clinical therapy and do my nine to five and all the other things. But I am excited to create a team out of this now so I can actually deliver to my listeners because the amount of support I have received and the amount of people that have reached out to me and told me how helpful this is. I was looking at reviews like that people left. I didn't even know you can leave reviews on like Audible and Google and like all these things. And I'm just like, oh my God, people are really like, people are fucking with it. And I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here for that. That is what gets me going. So thank you so much for your support. I am basically a tool that the universe that God is using to send a message and it's to heal people, to help people realize their full potential. This is my passion. This is what I love to do. So for season three, I want to introduce a new topic, a new series. It's going to be called The Weight of My Inheritance. It is a healing guide coming from a first-generation American child immigrants. So Do you have to be first-generation American? Do you have to be a child of immigrants? Absolutely not. But if you are, then this is really, really, really going to hit home. Um, A lot of identity work, a lot of spiritual work, a lot of inner child work, shadow self. Um, We're going to be talking about quantum physics. We are going to be talking about religion. We are going to be talking about personal development. We are going to be talking about transformation. We are going to be talking about it all, and I am so excited. The first episode is going to be on the human identity. What identity actually is, I want to deconstruct the idea of identity and really get deep into understanding yourself, which is understanding your identity and what the word identity actually means. Before we can actually get into healing work, we need to understand ourselves. We need to understand who we are and we need to understand our purpose. So this is lesson one. Let's get it. I have started doing free healing work for Palestinians. My community has been in a great need of it. And when everything happened on October 7th, and honestly the past 70 plus years, but really just the genocide in the past two months has been 
unbearable. And it's been a lot of negative, harmful, and painful spaces that a collective of people are now waking up to, something that has been our reality for a really long time. So I started doing free healing work for Palestinians. So if you are a Palestinian and you are looking for healing work, please reach out to me. If you are a Palestinian ally and you are looking for healing work, witnessing a genocide unfold in front of you is traumatizing and definitely something that we need to be fully equipped with handling. Um, I have one-on-one sessions, I have group sessions, and I also run a few support groups. So if you are interested in any of those things, please find me on Instagram or TikTok with at Healing with Yada, and we can get you set up. Also, I have my website, which you can visit, which is www.healingwithyada.com. Um, and we can get you set up there as well. I do free consultations um, for everyone, and I do free healing sessions for Palestinians. So let's get into the episode now. The Oxford Dictionary defines identity as the fact of being who or what a person or thing is. Some synonyms are specification, recognition, naming, name, identification, sameness, congruity. Another definition is a close similarity or affinity. So what does this have to do with our healing work? Well, understanding our identity as a human allows us to understand ourselves fully so we know exactly what type of healing work we are getting into. If we do not know ourselves, how are we going to be able to find ourselves? We need to know where we are starting. We need to know where the beginning is. So let's talk about understanding the human identity. Now, the human body is a vessel for our human spirit and our soul. Our physical form, our body, allows us to allow our consciousness and our essence, our spirit, to experience life on earth. So our bodies are made up of flesh and blood, but they are basically a house for our inner spirit that transcends this material realm. It transcends earth. Our true identity lies within. And though our bodies enable us to interact and impact the world around us, what we really are is a spirit with a purpose on this planet. Now, your human body is a home. You are not a soul, or you don't have a soul. You are a soul. You have a body. You have a mind. Your mind is part of your body. Your body is something that will be buried six feet under and disintegrate into Mother Earth. And your spirit, does not. Your spirit is not anything tangible. It's something magical, something spiritual. When a woman has a baby, physically, she's able to create life, limbs and bones and teeth and a heart and all the organs to make up a human being. The spirit, the soul, where does that come from? How does that develop? As a woman, sometimes we forget our power. We forget that we are an extension of the grand creator with the ability to create life, the ability to hold a sacred space. Our womb has has a connection to the spirit realm where a soul is breathed into our being to create life, the body that is created on this planet, but the soul is not. Staying present and knowing this of yourself is the ultimate tool. 
So please remember that while we move forward throughout this episode. Think about your body now. It can get sick, it can get hurt, it can age. It can be affected by environmental and generational stressors. Your body carries not only just your bones and your organs and your limbs, but it carries your brain, your mind. The mind-body connection is real. You are able to have trauma, anxiety, depression, but your spirit, your soul is untouchable. Now, it may not sound correct because sometimes you get so down, you get so unbelievably done with life that you feel like it's affecting your spirit. But really what is happening is you are losing touch with your spirit, especially with the world we live in today. Your spirit is being not directly affected, but you are losing touch with who you are. You are losing touch with that spirit. That spirit is powerful. It is magic. It is divine. It is not of this world. We came down here with a reason and purpose, and everybody has their own purpose. A lot of people are just not awake to it. And if you are awake to it, that is a blessing. And you have a duty to yourself to understand how powerful you actually are. Everything around us is built to distract us. This capitalistic, fucked up world, for lack of better words. This westernized bullshit that is built on slavery and white supremacy and colonization and everything that comes from white supremacy, narcissism, trauma, like generational trauma from, um, So many different ethnicities that have been brutally, brutally traumatized by, you know, this evil entity. And we're not going to get too deep into that in this episode. I have a whole other episode about that, which I am really excited to get into. But right now, I want you to understand who you are versus where you are and what you are being affected by. All of these things are going to make sure that they take you away from yourself and who you are. Your soul, your spirit, it is born in full equilibrium. It is balanced. Now think about when you were born. Your first few years of life as a child, they are filled with such wonder and joy and natural curiosity. You are born to explore the world around you. And it's not until the world is set up against you or turns on you that you start living in fear and anxiety and survival. But that is not who you naturally are. That is not where your spirit lies. That is not what your spirit came down to be. It is what your spirit has to endure to come out of for whatever reason it needs to. And we'll get into that a little bit later as well. As we grow older, life is going to throw curveballs and we're going to experience losses, hardships, failures, heartbreak, traumas, death, grief, shame. So many things come up in this life. And over time, our equilibrium starts to shift. We become unbalanced. We lose joy. Our natural curiosity fades because we don't have the privilege of being there anymore. We don't have the privilege to be in a safe space. We don't have the privilege to tap into ourselves. We have to be in full survival mode. 
We have to survive. And that is what this world does to us. And that is what this world does to the ones who are very awake and powerful and spiritual and somebody who is going to actually change the world. That's why you see this happening to a lot of black, brown, indigenous. I'm Palestinian. Like we understand that we are the ones who go through the worst when it comes to white supremacy. All the people that I just mentioned, like a person of color, we are going to go through the worst because I truly believe that there is a different type of magic and a different type of spirit within us. Now, think about the freshest, fresh out the box spirits on this planet. Who is that? Children, right? So children, they're going to see the world with fresh eyes. They are free from judgment. They live fully in the present moment. They follow their curiosity. They express their emotions freely and playfully. They don't allow self-consciousness or fear to overtake them. They have an immense and gorgeous and stunning imagination. They're tapped in fully, spiritually. That childlike spirit is the closest we'll ever come to our divine nature. And coming back to that spirit as an adult is the closest you're going to get to your divine nature. Now, children, they inherently trust in the goodness of the world, in the people around them. They see light everywhere because they live in light. They live from a place of openness and wonder. They are eager to learn and discover. Those are all qualities that when you look at or talk to any therapist or healer or guru or self-help book or personal development, anything, they will tell you that is the medicine that is required to heal, to not live in fear, to live in abundance, to be open, to be in the present moment, to think positively, to believe you can do anything. Children are phenomenal in this way. And We'll get into an episode later where we talk about how our words and how we parent our children is very detrimental to preserving the spirit and preserving this wonder and this magic. But for now, we will continue on the topic. So how do we, how do we find our way back to balance in that childlike spirit? Well, it starts by recognizing that we've lost it. We've lost something important. We've lost the connection to it. Remember what I said earlier? Your spirit is not tainted, but you've just not been in touch with it. You've lost touch with what it actually is, and you are not able to live in that being, in that being state anymore. So because you are in survival mode for so long from generational, childhood, environmental, financial, and all other labeled traumas, we've become so focused on the stresses and demands of everyday life We forgot how to simply just exist, how to just be. We can't just be. Makes us anxious. Makes us feel like we need to go do something. It makes us feel like we can't just exist. We filled our minds with worry and our schedules with doing so much. We are doing and we've lost the art of being. And sometimes it's a privilege to even come back to a space of just being because in this type of world, you don't have a choice. If you don't go get it, if you don't go work and do all these insanely difficult and stressful things, you cannot eat. You cannot clothe your family. You cannot serve, like, you have to be in survival mode. That is the thing. It is a trap. 
it is slavery. It is slavery on a grand level. Food is free, bro. Food, it literally grows out the ground. Like it grows on trees. Like the planet is like, here, here you go. Let me supply my people, my, you know, my people with what they need. Here's water. Here's like, we have everything we need. And who is it? Who is, who are these people in charge that are telling us that if we do not sell our labor or, or give our labor away, then we can't have, we can't lay our heads down. We can't eat. We can't drink. We can't just live. You know, I'm sure you've heard this before, but like, it's all over social media and people will be like, I'm supposed to be running around naked, eating fruit and making art. And it's like, yeah, you are, you really are, but that is not the world that we live in. So your story, it has a different fight. You are part of a collective that is going to understand this and help others understand this and find our way back to this and find our ability to be able to do this within our own limitations. How do we get out of the survival space? How do we build our abundance to a point where financial trauma, generational trauma, like we heal in every single way where we are living in tr- like our, our true reality of where we want to see ourselves. You have to believe that you can. You have to. You have to because it's real and it exists. If you can close your eyes and visualize yourself in that space, then it exists. Because if you can see it, it's real. That's just science. So hold on to that. And then I'm throughout this every single episode, I'm going to give you more and more reasons to truly believe in that, which means I will give you more and more reasons to truly believe in yourself. But remember the magic of what you are. Remember that I am speaking, I am a soul speaking to another soul. This has nothing to do with my body. This has nothing to do with your body. This has nothing to do with my mind. This has nothing to do with your mind. We are two souls experiencing, having a human experience and connecting with one another and helping one another in any way we possibly can. Which brings me to identity. Now, identity is a construct of the human mind. Now let's get into why and how that is. Identity is an illusion that we've created by our limited perceptions and experiences of this world. Now, of course, some identities we carry, we carry throughout the entirety of our lives. For example, your ethnicity, your race. I'm Palestinian. I'm going to stay Palestinian. That's an identity that does not rest and will not rest. Free Palestine. Now, while identities may feel concrete and fixed to us as individuals, there are many identities that we subscribe to that are transient and change very, very easily. So identities are based on what? Like a set of qualities, roles, characteristics that we associate with ourselves, right? So the qualities we constantly um, are subjected to are going to change over time. So the way you see yourself, the identity you subscribe to when you are 10 or 15 or 20 or 40 or 60 is all going to be very different. Your identity is in flow. It fluctuates. Why? Because you accumulate new experiences, you gain knowledge, you undergo physical and psychological changes. Growing up, you identify with what your environment allows. 
So for example, if you grow up in a Muslim community because your family was Muslim and you were in a Muslim school in a Muslim space, you identify with specific traits, you identify with specific behaviors, your identity is learned and inherited. We often identify with specific traits and behaviors because it was learned from family or friends or role models or community or through genetics. So when these environmental triggers play a role in our identity development, they create learned behaviors from social interactions and experiences that teach us specific ways of thinking and acting. So for example, if you are in survival mode because you are very hyper aware, like if you have PTSD or see, like, you know, forget the labels, honestly, if you are somebody who grew up in a very scary environment, if your neighborhood was dangerous, if your family was dangerous, you are going to be extremely hyper aware right now of your surroundings and the people around you. And you're going to have trust issues and you're going to be looking over your shoulder. That is a learned behavior. That is a part of who you are that you had to learn to survive. Now, this also includes like modeling behaviors that we observe in others. The feedback we get from like our social interactions, like how people, how we respond to how people see us or perceive us. And it also comes from our education and like us being students growing up. Our parents, our peers, our teachers, our cultural norms, they all shape how we communicate, how we solve problems, how we view the world. So yes, identity is a construct of the human mind, right? But even more fundamentally, like the idea of a separate self, The physical body we identify with is in constant change. Our cells die and are replaced every day. Our thoughts and emotions that we associate with, they are heightened and then they, you know, decrease. They are shifting. They are moving. It's like an ever-shifting mental phenomenon. And then if you go even deeper, there's no fixed or unchanging space of yourself that like does not move, that does not grow, that does not become uh, malleable, that you can be like, this is me, if you're looking through identities. Like you can be like, yeah, well, um, I am an artist and I'll always be an artist. But even that identity will be ever-changing in the type of artist that you are, the type of creative that you are. The truth is we're more like processes instead of fixed objects, which is what I'm trying to get at. We are constantly changing our flow of physical sensations, mental sensations, memories, ideas. There's no fixed space. We are magical. We are in flow at all times. Look at Mother Nature and how she's in flow. Look at how we need winter. Look at how we need winter to get spring for blooming. Look at how we need spring to get summer. Look at how we have summer to get fall. And look at how these seasons have to happen in balance and full equilibrium. Ding, ding, ding. What did we say earlier? That our soul, our spirit is fully balanced and full equilibrium. That is how the universe works. With black comes white. With bad comes good balance. That is how the universe works. The idea of karma, balance, that is how the universe works. Now, going back to the mother nature comment, a river is going to flow. That's just what it does. 
That is how it exists. That is its function. A flower is going to bloom. That is what it does. That is its function. It's an inner knowing. It just knows that that is what it, what it is going to do. It has a process of how to do it. Does that make sense? Is that making sense to you that we are like processes? We are not fixed objects. Connect with that. Connect with that soul space, that spiritual space of being in flow. Because when you are in flow, you are not in anxiety. When you are in soul space, you are not in your head. And that is how you identify with your true essence. So let's get into the next part. Um, This will be the second part, and there's going to be three parts to this episode. So the second part, we are going to talk about how you are not your body and you are not your thoughts. And we are going to start with talking about your identity with your body and how it can be understood to understand that you are not your body, that you are a visitor in your body. This idea basically suggests that there is a distinction between your physical body and your soul. It implies that your true self or identity is transcendent past a physical realm, past this world. You are independent of it. You know, when you pass away, you pass, you, what is passing? Your spirit, spirit leaves. Have you ever talked to or known anyone or are somebody who works in hospice? I have a nurse, I have a friend who's a nurse who works in hospice and the stories that she tells me of like, actually like people who are eight, like she, you can feel the spirit pass. There's physical sensations that happen before the spirit passes. I need to get, I need to get her on the, on the podcast. I need to get a hospice nurse on, on the podcast, to be honest. And we're going to have a conversation because it is such a deep lesson to understanding your spiritual space. You are a spirit. You are a soul, not a body. I think they are somebody who who are fully tapped into that because they I they see that every single day. That is their reality. They watch that happen every day. Now, your spirit leaves, but your body stays here on earth. It's a rented space for up to 100 years or 70 years or 60 years or however long before it's your time to go. So your mind is also part of your body. So have you ever heard that when people say like, you are not your thoughts? So I always use that with my clients and I'm such a big believer of it. So let's use anxiety and depression for an example. So when you say, I'm anxious, I get so upset when my clients say, I'm anxious. Are you, your, your anxiety, you are taking on that entire role. You are fully anxious. No, you are having an anxious thought and it's heavy and it's scary and you have been having it for so long and it's intense. I'm not taking away the depth of how harmful it is to you. I fully see you. I fully understand how intense it is. And I'm so sorry you are living in that space. But I will not allow you to say that you are anxious, that you are the full embodiment of anxiety. No, you are a soul. Your mind and body has been affected by so many things generationally, environmentally, in survival spaces that you have developed anxiety and you are having anxious thoughts. So think about yourself like you are the observer. The soul is the observer of this thought. Your soul is like 
think about, okay, if you like close your eyes, if you're able to close your eyes right now and like visualize yourself in the space that you're in, like I'm in my office, so I'm going to visualize my body sitting in my, in my chair on my desk. And then I'm going to visualize the room around me. And I'm going to pull back a little bit. I'm going to visualize my house. And I'm going to pull back even more. I'm going to visualize my neighborhood, pull back even more and more and more until I am sitting up in a cloud. And I kind of just like am beaming down and paying attention to this body that is sitting down in this chair. And that part of me that is up there in the clouds, that is my soul. And it is looking down at me, having a very anxious thought or very depressed feelings. The body is having it. The mind is having it, not the soul space. Hopefully that makes a little bit more sense to visualize it. That may be more helpful. So having an anxious thought versus you are anxiety, being depressed versus having depression. Even the word depression, deep depression, deep rest. You are deep. You need deep rest. Your body is speaking to you. It's your body. It's your mind. It's not your soul. Your body is saying sometimes that you are so in your body. You are so in your mind. You are so out of your soul. You are not in touch with your soul. So again, if it feels like it's affecting your soul, it's not. It's that it's taking you away from it. If you take anything from this episode, take that. I want you to understand how powerful and magical your soul actually is. You are just disconnected from it. It cannot be tainted. Your soul cannot be tainted. You are just disconnected from it. Now, you are more than a collection of these thoughts and emotions. The word emotions, let's get into that. Emotions, energy in motion. It's an energy that overtakes you. It comes and goes up and down. You are a conscious being and you can observe from your soul space. You are the soul. You can observe your thoughts and choose how to respond to them. Obviously, let's say like you're like, you know, 25, you're 30, however old you are. For 25 to 30 years, you have been responding in a very specific way, in a survivalistic way. So if you think that you are going to change that within a year or within a few, you might, you know, you never know. But if you think you're going to change that that quickly, you're lying to yourself. So when you make the mistake of believing that you are your thoughts, you become swept away in every fleeting thought that crosses your mind. You are fully in your mind and you are disconnected from your soul. And now negative thoughts are going to dominate your self-image. They're going to limit your potential. It's going to be crippling, crippling. And then the other part of it is when you know the truth that the thoughts are just mental events that are happening. They come and go at their own accord. They come and they go, and they're affected by different triggers from your environment or your generational trauma that is in your biological makeup, which biological, ding, 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 your body has nothing to do with your soul. You're disconnected from your soul. It is going to take you away from learning how to operate in a space of abundance, in a space of zero fear in a space of flow in a space of understanding it's going to be very fear-based it's going to be very difficult so how do we come out of that so we can begin healing remember what i said at the beginning of this episode where i said we need to understand identity we need to understand ourselves before we get into healing this is the bread and butter this is the real meat and potatoes of what i'm trying to talk about what is attached to your being what is attached to your body what is attached to your mind and how that affects you and what we are trying to rid ourselves with. Now, I want you to think of your soul as like your higher self, this part of you that 
you know, is your body has all these like icky gunk attached to it. And you're just like, okay, well, this trauma, I'm going to rip it off, and throw it away. And this trauma, rip it off and throw it away. And this, this thing that has affected me for generations, I'm going to rip it off and throw it away. That is the type of healing work you are doing. Like your soul in essence is perfect. You just got to get to it. You just got to live there. You got to tap into it as much as you can on a daily basis and focus your attention on it as much as you can. So the distinction between self and thoughts gives you a choice. You no longer have to believe every negative thought or act on every impulse. You can let some thoughts go and focus your attention somewhere else. You can sit in it and let it be brutally agonizing until it is not anymore. But guess what we choose to do? We choose to distract ourselves with people or addictions, or we get into this life so deeply and it starts to make us self-destruct. Remember, you are the thinker, not the thought. You are the observer, not everything you observe. When you realize you are more than your mind, you find freedom. Who said that? Girl, that's my quote. So you're welcome. Now, you learn not to take your thoughts so seriously. That means you are freeing yourself from mental traps and opening up new possibilities. Why do people pray? Why do people meditate? They are tapping into that space. So now we're entering into the third part and final part of this episode. Now we talked about our thoughts and behaviors and how that is attached to our brain, our mind, and our body and not our soul space. And how that, uh, how that survivalistic mentality keeps us in our mind, keeps us in our body, and takes us away from our spirit, takes us away from our soul, our magic, our power. Now, let's talk about that power, what it actually is. Now, at the most basic level, it's energy. We as humans are energy. Our bodies are constantly converting the food we eat and the oxygen we breathe into chemical and electrical energy needed to power our cells, our organs, our bodily functions. Our heart pumps blood, our muscles contract, our neurons fire, all thanks to the energy released from biochemical reactions within us. How fucking cool are we, bro? Like, no, really think about it. Like, the human body is so amazing. Like without a continuous supply of energy, our bodies quickly deteriorate deteriorate and die. So in a very real sense, we are energy. Our cells, an, an atom, the most basic unit of life is energy. It is frequency shooting back and forth. That is energy. My voice right now is just energy, but it's delivering a certain type of energy to you. It's making you feel something. It's good energy. It's high vibrational energy. People screaming and yelling at you and putting you down, that's negative energy. Everything is energy. We are the consciousness behind our thoughts and behaviors, our bodies, our minds, our lives, our world, our manifestations and uses of the energy that we learn to harness and direct. So we are energy made sentient beings. Energy that has gained self-awareness and sought to understand itself. We are energy that gained self-awareness within this realm, within this body, within this mind, and is seeking to understand itself and the energies that birthed it. Not talking about your mom, the energies that brought you into this world. 
go all the way back. Energy is truly the story of everything that we are. Now, energy is the fundamental building block of our existence. Everything in the universe is made up of energy, and that energy is interchangeable. And this is according to what? Einstein's famous equation, E equals MC MC squared, which means all living things depend on energy inputs to survive and thrive. Now, energy also shapes our minds, our thoughts, our brain, our emotions, our creativity, our identity, our personal personality. It all comes from a complex neural activity within our brains, and that depends on electrical and chemical signals powered by energy. So basically what I'm trying to get at without it getting too complicated is certain energies that have been given to you and put on you and pushed on you through environments and people and just anything around you has affected you and created certain energies within your body, which has developed into anxiety, which has developed into depression, which has developed into very differing mental spaces right? Or bodily, which will affect your body as well. So stepping back, we see that all human activities ultimately depend on harnessed energy. The technologies we use, the infrastructure and systems that enable modern life, the economy that provides all of our needs, were all created by humans using energy as a stimulus and a tool. But now even less tangible human achievements. So like, um, okay, actually like, okay, think about art and culture and society. It all traces their origins back to like a unique ability granted to us as humans to utilize energy and create something so beautiful and complex and grand and big and beautiful and creative. So our best source of healed energy comes from our soul, not our minds and our bodies. Although strengthening both our mind and our body is the root of healing, we need to understand who we essentially are. Your soul should be your energy source. Your soul should be your energy source. Your soul should be your energy source, making you as healthy as you possibly can be. So when you give something energy, you are feeding it. You are making it stronger. So what are you feeding? Girl, what are you feeding? For real, what are you feeding? You feeding toxic? You feeding unhealthy? You feeding bad for you? You feeding destruction? What are you feeding? These words that I'm saying right now have have just been energy that is within me, that I have developed from positive high spaces, right? And I am actualizing it and making it into energy transformed into this microphone that is flowing into your ears, right? I pulled this from my soul, my primary energy source. This provides us, and this is what you need to do, because it provides us spiritual nourishment and drives us to figure out our purpose in this life. So food and sleep are going to sustain your physical body, but connecting with your inner spirit is going to sustain and reignite your sense of meaning and motivation. So I say soul over mind because our mind is no longer in that childlike magical state we spoke of earlier. 
Life and all of its given individualized challenges have altered our minds to not work in our divine favor. So rather than seeking external validation or approval, look within and reconnect with your soul. Reflect on the activities that light you up from the inside. What makes you crave life? What makes you excited? What makes you happy? You might not even be able to tap into that space because you are so exhausted. Maybe you need to sleep. Maybe you need to take that space. Take time to rest. Remember, the term lazy was created by a capitalistic agenda that you are not created for. Take the time to rest your mind and body and soul and that they are crying out for. You deserve that much. When you lose track of time because you're fully absorbed and engaged in so much survivalistic bullshit, You are unable to visit your core values or even know what your core values are. Have you even developed them? What positive impact that they have on you? You need to focus on cultivating inner peace rather than chasing these fleeting pleasures. What does inner peace look like to you? What does that energy look like to you? How do you tap back into that? Before you're even able to do all this, you need to, like I said, rest from the survival space you lived in for so long. Allow yourself however much rest you require without using dirty tactics like guilt and shame. As you nourish your soul and honor its wisdom, you'll find yourself energized from a deeper space, a deeper place, a deeper level. You'll feel more centered, more balanced, more grounded, more motivated by intrinsic rewards rather than material gains. That authentic energy from that soul space will then magnetize the right circumstances and the right people into your life. You are in full flow now. Girl, you are in full flow now. You can support your soul's work. You are tapped in. You are aligned. But the attraction happens organically. It's a byproduct of living in alignment. It just, that's how flow happens. It's not through force or desperation or need for validation or uh, the hustle and the, you know, all this like things that come out of this world where it's like so stressful. It's like, no, be in flow, attract it. It is your birthright. Go within and it'll work its way out. So to wrap up and close out this episode, I will leave you with one more thing. Your identity can be a useful construct or your identities in which you subscribe to can be a useful construct that allows you to navigate and to relate to the world and each other, but be very careful not to let them cling to you too tightly because you need to remember who you essentially are, your soul, how you tap back into that, how you transcend past all identities, roles, and labels, how you drop survival mode, how you understand how your mind and your body can play tricks on you or how your mind and body is trying to speak to you and tell you what it needs. You are observing. Listen. Observe. Observe. Don't absorb. Observe. Do not absorb. Observe it. Just watch it. I really, really hope that this episode has helped you in whatever way. Dig deeper. If you need a healing coach to help you with your identity work, please reach out to me. 
um, I love doing this. This is like, this is my passion. This is why my soul is on this planet. I am, this is what I'm supposed to be doing for people. So if you want to reach out to me for a one-on-one session, a group session, a course, whatever it is that you need, please reach out to me. My handle is at Healing with Yada on Instagram and TikTok. And I am working on developing that website, which will be healingwithyada.com. It will be up hopefully in the next month. But for now, reach out to me on Instagram and TikTok, Instagram preferably. Thank you so much for your time. Our next episode is going to get into understanding our first generation American and child immigrant identity. So we're just going to talk about like childhood trauma, understanding cultural conflict, dual loyalties, language barriers, discrimination, stereotyping, parental expectation, limited cultural exposure, chameleon-like identity traits, belonging and acceptance and identity exploration and coping mechanisms. We're really going to get deep into it. I developed a healing three-part method identity like our healing our identity using a three-part method where we see ourselves as higher self shadow ego inner child and it is one of the most beautiful ways and easy ways to actually do the healing we are trying to get into we will talk about early challenges for our inner child we will talk about how we can heal through all of them Thank you so, so much for being here. I am so blessed to have connected with you and I am so happy that you are here and I am praying for your well-being and your success always. So until next week, be your soul, be the true magic of who you are and we will connect very soon. Thank you and have a good day.